Tonight, the role of Alison will be played by Cassandra Dodge. It's just another Friday night at Apartment 9. By that I mean Alison, Cameron and Bradley are drinking wine, eating leftover cheese bouchemi and watching a movie. Oi, this group needs to get laid. At least Dylan's out having fun on a Friday night. <laughs> Hello, darling. It's me again. Yours truly, Elvira. That gal with the enormous... Hey, Bradley, what do you think of G-rated movies? Nothing wrong with G-rated movies, as long as there's lots of sex and violence. How <laughs> oh, I love Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yes, Queen. Ever since you introduced me to this movie, I watch it a few times every year. I know, right? Cameron rolls his eyes every time I put it on. Honestly, you two, how many times a year do you need to watch this? Listen, sister, if I wanted your opinion, I'd beat it out of you. It's just so quotable, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so is your Siri when I ask it if you have any dates coming up. I do not see that in your future. <laughs> and you're certainly one to talk. I mean, your social calendar is about as full as the Bates Motel guest registry. Need I remind you that I went out just last weekend? I don't think that sitting by yourself it hit me again on trivia night counts. I found someone to talk to. Yeah, the bartender. <laughs> You literally pay him to talk to you. It's like Dylan's fraternity. Poor guy literally had to pay for friends and getting laid in college. I never understood paying for friends. Hell, I've never paid for sex either. I believe in philanthropic sex. Just give it away. I remember in college, you gave it to the whole hockey team. What can I say? Those guys really knew how to handle a stick and score. Too bad they didn't make the playoffs that year. Is that a euphemism for something kinky? No, 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 no. The, the team literally didn't make the playoffs that year. Well, how was I supposed to know that I had mono? <laughs> we're going to have to get off our asses if we're going to meet people. I heard some bleeding heart therapist want to be on the radio earlier today telling a caller, if you want to go down, you have to go out. That was my show, you misogynistic douchebag. Oh, I thought the voice sounded familiar. <laughs> Ugh, Dylan must have forgotten his keys again. Allison gets up to open the door. He's really got to stop leaving his keys on half the bedside tables in the city. Well, if anything ever goes missing in here, we only have a few hundred people we'll have to track down. <laughs> Standing at the door is Mrs. Halverson, dressed as a candy striper from the hospital. Hiya, kids. Oh, my Lanta, what are you three gloomy gusses doing at home on a Friday night? Shouldn't you be out sowing your wild, youthful oats? <laughs> Sorry, my oat spreader is in the shop. Well, of course it is when you constantly look like you should be eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's and watching beaches. <laughs> Why are you dressed like you should be giving me directions at the hospital? Did my anonymous complaints about the real see you next Tuesday building concierge finally get you fired? No more than my fake Tinder profile has ruined your reputation around town. That was you saying that I robbed my dates after tying them up? <laughs> Simmer down, guys. Mrs. H, why are you dressed like this? Well... You know how Mr. Halverson used to volunteer to answer phones at the Community Encouragement Center? Used to. I thought he still did. Well, last week he received an excited caller saying, I've decided to do it, I'm gonna do it, and Mr. Halverson kept telling the caller they could do it and to go for it because they only live once. What's wrong with that? Well, he accidentally answered the kleptomania hotline. <laughs> Four people died during an armed robbery. Now, Mr. Halverson isn't allowed to volunteer there anymore or foster a Sarah McLachlan puppy. <laughs> 
I just had to get out of the house before he drove me crazy. Is this story going anywhere? Sometime before you die, Mrs. H. Careful. I might come back as your personal poltergeist. Anyway, I was reading the weekly community magazine, and I saw an ad for a volunteer position at the hospital on the orthopedic ward that sounded fun. So I show up at the hospital in my old showgirls costume with a can of doggy chow and... You showed up to the hospital dressed as an exotic dancer? How was I supposed to know the ad said candy striper, not stripper candy? Damn dyslexia. <laughs> but I gotta tell ya, I got a standing ovation. Didn't you say you were in the orthopedic ward? Are you deaf? The neighbors heard her. But then how did they... Mrs. H, were most of these patients male? You're darn tootin'. <laughs> Just then, Dylan bursts into the apartment with a visible look of excitement on his face. Guys, I just figured out a way to meet more dates. More dates? Any more and I'm going to have to install a deli counter number thingy. <laughs> well, if it's anything like the DMV, that cue may go out the door. I wouldn't worry. He'll go through them faster than Netflix goes through original series. <laughs> Anyway, where are these dates? The Community Theater. They're holding auditions for Death Becomes Him. It's a gender-bent production of Death Becomes Her. Oh, please. That Community Theater sucks. Cam, you remember the last show we went to there, right? Yeah, we went there for the sound of pop music. And when the Von Snap family was hiding from the angry torch and pitchfork-wielding Puritans in the YMCA, the audience kept yelling, They're in the basement! They're in the basement! <laughs> Thankfully, that director was fired. But they found someone new to direct this show. Well, you kids have fun. I've got to make dinner for me and Mr. Halverson. He has such a hard time putting the Stouffer's in the oven ever since the time he locked himself inside. How did... Don't you even ask. <laughs> Why is she dressed like that? By the time we tell the story, George R.R. R. Martin will have finished the next Game of Thrones book. <laughs> About the play. I just love that movie. I have so much in common with Madeline Ashton. Yeah, you're over 30 and still try to get with 21-year-olds. I've always seen myself as the Isabella Rossellini character. I just love her seductive attire. I don't care who I am as long as I get to go down on the casting couch. When are auditions? I want to be Bruce Willis's character. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! Wrong movie. Anyway... When are the auditions? Tomorrow. We should all go. Wonder if we could bribe the director. I'll just make sure I drop something with an eye shot of him, bend over slowly, and pick it up, then snap, legally blonde style. I'm afraid you could throw your legs up over your head in front of the director, and it wouldn't make a difference. Please. I can get any guy to look my way because of my flawless skin, toned body, with an ass that you can bounce a quarter off of. Uh, which selfie filter do you use? <laughs> Now that we've returned from Planet Delusional, you won't be able to sleep your way to a leading part with this director. She isn't into gay guys, and I hear she's married. Come on, you guys. Let's just do this the ethical way. May the best man or woman win the lead roles. You know, keeping up with what's going on in the world can sometimes feel like more trouble than it's worth. There's so much information flying around, it's almost impossible to get anything of value out of it all. But that's what Assorted Goods is all about. Every episode, your host, Dan, me, takes the time to break down and dive into a collection of news stories and topics, big or small, past or present. It's a podcaster's journey to learn a little more about the world, one story at a time. So stop by, kick back, relax, and join me in my efforts to figure out some of the craziness 
and maybe have a couple laughs along the way. Find Assorted Goods wherever you get your podcasts, and I'll see you there. After arriving at the theatre, our friends sign in to the audition and receive their actor numbers. They head over to the stage and wait for their numbers to be called. All right, number 69. I didn't know they were going by age. They must be, because I got 25. In dog years. Bradley, since when do you wear basketball shorts? Well, if I do meet a guy here, I want him to have quick and easy access. I'm surprised you didn't wear your, and one time, at drama camp t-shirt. Dozens of people showing up for the auditions. You've got the theatre majors all wearing their leggings and ballet shoes going through those annoying drama exercises. You've got the butch lesbians that will get cast as the set builders and designers. Then you have the local frat boys and sorority girls that are there for voluntary hours and the free booze for the rap party. I wonder who the director is. No one seems to know much about her. Hopefully they see me as a contender for a lead. After all, I have had the most experience performing out of all of us. If only the dressing rooms counted. (laughs) Well, whomever it is, we just have to make sure to impress them. Bradley is looking around the room for any guy that grabs his attention, and then one catches his eye. Wow, you were right, Dylan. There are some real hotties here. Allison, look, number 21. Bradley points out the 20-something, athletic, sharp, facial-featured guy with sexy scruff to Allison. Oh my, he is hot. But how do you know he's gay? He's here, isn't he? Dude, you can't stereotype like that. Maybe his girlfriend is here too? Besides, isn't he a little young for you? Nope. Long as they're over 21 and not living at home, he'll bend over backwards. Age is only a number, you ageist nympho. I don't know, Bradley. You want to be careful and think with your actual head. (laughs) Bradley opens up Grindr on his phone. He doesn't show up. Why can't guys have some kind of sign that they're gay? You know, I miss the days of the puka shell necklaces. Before Grindr, that's how we knew. (laughs) I think I saw him looking at me earlier. Oh yeah? Well, after auditions, we'll just see who can score with this guy. You're on. Meanwhile, Bradley's not the only one who spotted someone here. Hey, Dylan, get a look at stage princess number 32. Cameron points Dylan in the direction of a tall blonde with legs for days. I bet I'd get her number before you, Cam. (laughs) You're on. Ooh, hiya, kids. Mrs. Halverson walks into the room, waving at our friends. Mrs. H? What the hell are you doing here? Are you auditioning too? Ooh, my lanta, no. I volunteer here. You realize that if you spend as much time on your actual job as you do volunteering, that you might actually become competent at it? And if you spent more time investing in your last relationship, you wouldn't be single, don't you know? <laughs> Shh! The stage manager is getting up to speak. Mrs. Halverson takes a seat next to our friends. Then the stage manager, who is signing all those who are auditioning, stands up, walks over to the microphone, and welcomes the actors to the auditions. Welcome everyone to Death Becomes Him, the musical. I know you are all excited to be here, and we are so happy to see such a wonderful turnout. As you've heard, we fired the last director and entrusted this production to one of our longtime volunteers. Please give a warm welcome and round of applause for... Sonia Halverson! Mrs. Halverson walks upstage and turns around to face everyone. Our friends cannot believe their eyes. They simply stare at her with their eyes wide and jaws dropped. 
I am so excited for this opportunity to give back to the community. And you know what? We are going to have a gosh darn killer of a time, don't you know? Mrs. Halverson and the stage manager continue to facilitate the auditions, calling up the actors a pair at a time. Numbers 21 and 69. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Number 21 makes his way to the stage, but Bradley is nowhere to be found. Number 69 stepped off to the restroom. He'll be back shortly. Well, then how's about number 25? 25? That's me. Hmm, funny. I thought you were 35. Allison shoots Mrs. Halverson a look that could kill while she makes her way to the center stage where she meets up with number 21. Hey, I'm 21. And I'm 25. You don't look a day over 24. Either you're already showcasing your acting chops or someone needs glasses. Alison and Josh perform their scene. All the while, Alison cannot tell if Josh is actually coming on to her or if he's staying in character. So, 25, do you have a name? Alison, but my friends call me Allie. Well, Allie, want to have dinner tonight? Say, seven? Why, yes. Most definitely, yes. Josh returns to his seat, and Alison receives a phone call and leaves the auditorium. Last call for 69. Nobody is that desperate. <laughs> Guess who just became a non-speaking party guest? Number 69. At that moment, Bradley walks out onto the stage. Only his ass is a little bigger than usual. Like he's wearing one of those rounder-bum push-up trunks to enhance his butt. Dylan and Cameron just laugh. Then Cameron turns to Dylan. My mattress topper has less padding. <laughs> Bradley looks for Allison, but she hasn't returned to her seat. Ooh, there you are. And it looks like you brought two friends with you. Bradley walks over to center stage where he meets up with Josh who then grabs him and holds him tight and they rehearse the scene from the musical. Then Josh slaps Bradley on the ass at which point one of the pads falls out of his shorts. <laughs> the entire room erupts in laughter. Embarrassed, Bradley makes his way to his seat. Next, numbers 32 and 29. Cameron, wearing 29, and number 32 make their way to the stage. Hi there, I'm Cameron. And I'm 32. JK, I'm Veronica. Is this your first audition? <laughs> no, I love auditioning for community theater. I was in the last production of The Sound of Pop Music. And might I say, that show was outstanding. <laughs> Such a compelling reimagination of the classic story. Ah, uh, thanks. Come on, cutie. Let's drive this scene home. Veronica grabs Cameron and they rehearse the scene, holding one another tightly. After they finish, Veronica looks deep into Cameron's eyes. Had plans tonight at seven? Why? Would you like to practice our parts? You know we'll get cast. I was thinking dinner. That works too. Veronica and Cameron return to their seats. Then Cameron turns to Dylan. Well, I made a good impression on her. Why is that? She gave me that look. You know the one. You know, there's a similar look that says, not in your wildest dreams. <laughs> Let's just see which one of us she goes out with. And lastly... Number 31. Dylan stands his athletic self up and exclaims, And like Baskin Robbins, I too come in 31 flavors. <laughs> and if you want a shot at the lead, you need to get your rock hard pecs over there. Dylan meets Veronica on the stage to rehearse the scene. There is noticeably chemistry between them. After the scene, Veronica asks, So, do you like sushi? I love it. Good to know. I saw you earlier and was hoping you'd be interested. Wanna have after-dinner drinks? Say, nine o'clock? You dive right in faster than a Karen who needs to speak to a manager. <laughs> it's the 21st century, and I could ask the guy out just as easily. Dylan and Veronica return to their seats, and Allison returns from her phone call. So, uh, what did she say to you just now? Oh, nothing. Just that she thinks you're gay, bruh. <laughs> 
So I don't think anything is happening there. <laughs> Shows what you know. What do you mean? Nothing. All four friends sit there anxiously, awaiting the casting to be called. I just want all of you to know that you're each a star, while others still shine brightly. Unfortunately, some of you have burnt out and just don't know it yet. Allison, Dylan, Cameron, Bradley, Veronica, and Josh are all on the edges of their seats. In the role of Ernestine Melville will be Veronica. The role of Liam Von Ruman will be played by Dylan. Hayden Sharp will be played by Cameron. Maddox Ashton will be played by Bradley. And Allison will be our assistant director. Everyone else will be party guests at Liam's mansion. Before you leave, please help yourself to the food and drinks in the back. Delighted that each of them has landed a lead role. They're all smiles and bravado. Well, except for Allison, who got cast as Mrs. Halverson's bitch. <laughs> the entire room was a buzz with activity. Brad, we're, uh, we're going to head out to the car. Are you coming? And remove those ridiculous butt pads. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys shortly. Allison, Dylan, and Cameron leave the theater. On his way to the dressing room, Bradley is stopped by Josh. So, number 69, you have a name? Yeah, it's Bradley. You know, Bradley, I know we just met. Wanna grab after-dinner drinks tonight? Say, nine? Bradley stops in his tracks and looks up at Josh, eyes wide. Let me check my calendar. Bradley takes out his phone and acts like he's checking his calendar. Yep, I'm free. Wanna pick me up? Mind if you meet me at the restaurant? Yeah, I can do that too. Then maybe we can take this back to my place. You play your cards right, and we take this back to your bed. I'll see you tonight. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to Yeha. Alison and Josh are waiting in the lobby of the restaurant for their table. Then Veronica and Cameron walk in. Cameron, what are you doing here? I'm here with Veronica. Remember her from auditions earlier today? Why, of course I do. How are you, Veronica? I'm fantastic. Your friend is quite the romantic. (laughs) Well, if you don't mind a work in progress. (laughs) Veronica turns to Cameron. What does she mean? Oh, just ignore her. She's just jealous of your radiance. Alison rolls her eyes. Cam, you remember Josh from the theater. Hey, Cameron. Small world, isn't it? Sure is. Would you excuse us? Cameron takes Allison to the side. Allie, this dude is gay. No, he is not. My gaydar isn't going off. Girl, look, I know gay guys, and he's definitely gay. Your gaydar must be broken. Listen, Linda, just because you're sexually confused and jealous that my man is hot as fuck does not give you the right to say anything to me. Fine. But don't say I didn't warn you. Allison and Cameron join their dates and head to their tables and enjoy dinner. So, Josh, you want to come back to my place? I'd love to, but I am meeting a client for drinks. Client? Yeah, I'm a commercial real estate agent. If I'd known that, I would have ordered the lobster. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. Across the room, Veronica and Cameron are finishing up their dinner. So, Cam, I had a lovely evening. Same here. Do you want to go back to my place and continue this? Actually, I'm meeting the client here for drinks. Rain check? Definitely. I'll see you around the theater then. 
Well, before you go, I have a question for you. What are your thoughts on three ways? It's been a while, but I'm, I'm sure I could hop right back in the saddle. <laughs> I usually do the writing. <laughs> See, my boyfriend and I are looking for a third. Ah, uh, so you're taken. And happily. However, we've been wanting to spice up the bedroom. So when I saw you at the theater, I thought you might like to join us. Ah, uh, what the hell? Sure. Okay, great. Here's our address. And I'll see you tonight, about 11. That works. Both Allison and Cameron leave their respective tables and head to the exit of the restaurant, completely ignoring one another. Josh walks over to Veronica's table. Did I overhear you say that you're a real estate agent too? Don't tell me you are. <laughs> yeah, my ex-girlfriend and I auditioned at the community theater because I practically grew up on the stage. We're still friends, but she couldn't commit to this show. Wait, so you're not gay? You know, straight guys like theater too, but I recently thought of fooling around with a guy for funsies, so I thought the theater would be a good place to find one. <laughs> And I found both. Fair point. In fact, that's one reason why I'm there. My boyfriend mentioned that he was interested in a menage a trois with another dude. So I am here on the prowl for one. So you're waiting for your date number two as well? Well, I wasn't sure which one I liked more. So I decided to take them both for a test drive. Pretty much the same here. Great minds. Great minds indeed. Soon, Bradley arrives in the restaurant waiting in the lobby for Josh when he bumps into, you guessed it, Dylan. Bruh, what are you doing here? I could ask you the same thing. I'm meeting with that Veronica chick from the theater today. Weird. I'm meeting Josh from the theater here too. Guess we all had the same idea. Does Allie know you're here with him? Does Cam know you're here with Veronica? Hmm, that answers that question. Relax. It's not like they're going to show up here tonight. <laughs> Dylan and Bradley both make their way to the dining room where they meet up with their dates and enjoy their drinks. Let's head over to Bradley's table first. So, Josh, this has been a lovely evening. You want to go back to my place? You don't beat around the bush, do you? No, I shave. <laughs> I like your sense of humor. Sure, we can head to your place. Josh and Bradley get up from the table and head out of the restaurant. Oh boy, this I've got to see. But first, I wonder what's going on at the other table. So, Dylan, I'm going to get right to the point. My boyfriend and I are looking for a third. You down? Just text me your address, and I'll be there as soon as we leave here. We can't tonight, so how's tomorrow night? Fuck yeah, let's do this. A week later, Bradley and Josh are back at Brad's apartment, making out on the couch in the living room. Hmm, making out in the living room during the day. Beats you sneaking me in here late in the evenings and kicking me out early in the mornings all week long. <laughs> Yeah, much nicer. Sorry, I just have nosy roommates, and I'm just not ready for them to meet you yet. Thankfully, one is sleeping, and the other two are out. That's a lot of people. It's a long story. I'd like to hear it sometime. Hopefully, I'll be able to spell out our relationship on the marquee at the theater soon. And I'll be able to stop having to look like a sex worker behind the theater waiting for you to pull up. <laughs> I'm kind of thirsty. That you are. <laughs> no, I mean... Would you like something to drink? Sure. Brandy, if you have it. I'll be right back. Bradley walks into the kitchen to get them something to drink when... Alison walks in and sees Josh shirtless on the couch and just stops in her tracks. Josh, what are you doing here? Allie, you live here too? What do you mean, too? Bradley walks back into the living room, holding a tray with two tumblers of brandy and locks eyes with Alison. <laughs> 
He pauses, then turns right back and walks back into the kitchen. You see, Brad and I were playing video games while I waited for you. I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. But Bradley did. (laughs) This was the only way. I I just had to see you again. So I faked being into video games because I knew he was so desperate to go for it. Oh, well you are just as clever as you are hot. Josh gets up from the couch and takes Allison into his arms and begins making out with her. Bradley walks back out into the living room from the kitchen. Then Allison pushes Josh down on the floor. We're, uh, practicing that scene where he gets pushed down the stairs. Um, I'm the one who gets pushed down the stairs. Josh gets up from the floor. Uh, It's new. That eccentric director added it to the second act. She is a rather unusual character. Allison opens up the door to reveal... Ooh, my lanta must be a cast party. (laughs) Sonia, you also live here? Does... Everyone in the show live in this building? Mrs. H, tell me about the new scene where Josh gets pushed down the stairs too. Mrs. Halverson turns to face Bradley, at which point Allison motions to Mrs. Halverson to lie for her. What can I say? I'm making this production my own, taking creative liberties, don't you know? (laughs) Well, I better get going. Josh opens the door to leave, and at the door stands Dylan with Veronica. Hello, uh, Josh? I was just leaving. Talk about a full house. Josh leaves to the elevator, and Dylan and Veronica walk inside. I didn't realize we were having a cast party this afternoon. Uh, You guys remember Veronica from the Theaterhead auditions last weekend. So, do all of you live here together? Oh, yeah, betcha. Well, I live elsewhere in the building, but I'm here so often you might think I'm the fifth roommate. Fifth? Well, who's the other? Cameron emerges from his room. Still hungover from the night before, looks up to see a living room full of people. Veronica? Dylan, you didn't mention that the whole cast live with you. Isn't that nice? Why are you here? I was, uh, planning to rehearse a new scene with Dylan, and he suggested that we should come over here. There seems to be a lot of new scenes all of a sudden. Mrs. H. (laughs) Oh my, look at the time. I best be getting to move on here. See ya, kids. Dylan, I just remembered something that I need to take care of. See you guys at the theater. Veronica leaves the apartment and our friends all disperse from each other. Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, Don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening. Opening night of Death Becomes Him, the musical, is finally here. The entire cast is getting ready backstage. Dylan comes up to Mrs. Halverson. Mrs. H, have you seen Veronica? No, I sure haven't. Wait a minute, I did see her with that hunky Josh fellow. Thanks. I'll just text her. 
On his way to find her, Dylan runs into Cameron. Dylan, have you seen Veronica? I've got something I want to give her. Whatever it is, can't be better than what she's been getting from me for weeks. You? She and her boyfriend have been getting it from me. What? (laughs) I see what's been going on here. Where is that succubus? Meanwhile, on the other side of the theatre, Allison and Bradley are enjoying coffee and pastries at the craft services table. Girl, I've something I need to tell you, and I simply can't keep it in anymore. Me too. So much has happened the last few weeks. I met someone. Really? Me too. You know Josh, right? He has been rocking my world since that first audition. By that, I hope you mean that you've been going rock climbing. Because I've been sleeping with him since that day. What? He told me I was the only one. Told me the same thing. He also told me that he couldn't wait to spell out our relationship on... The Marquis of the Theater? Why, that fucking douchebag. I can't believe I fell for all that charm and charisma. I used to be so good at detecting that bullshit, too. You and me both. Oh, you know what I just realized? Allison and Bradley look at each other, then shiver. <laughs> oh, gross. Well, I suppose we are a lot closer now. <laughs> When's curtain going up? Not for a few more minutes. Good. We're gonna find that horn dog, and in the words of the Carousel of Progress at Magic Kingdom, give him what for. <laughs> Alison and Bradley run into Dylan and Cameron as they are all searching for their lovers. Have Have you you seen seen Josh? Have you you seen seen Veronica? Suddenly, all four hear moaning and heavy breathing coming from behind a nearby curtain. They all four walk over there and open the curtains just to see Josh giving it to Veronica. What are you guys doing? Pilates. What does it look like? Josh takes the curtain and covers up his crotch, and Veronica covers herself up too. I thought I was the only one. And I thought I was. Well, we met in the building after we all ran into each other the other day. And we realized that we were sleeping with the entire apartment. So, to keep it simple, we decided that we should hook up instead. Plus, my boyfriend found Josh to be far less maintenance than you. (laughs) We're just gonna finish before the curtain goes up. So, if you guys don't mind... Mind? Of course we don't mind. With that, our friends shove Josh and Veronica into a broom closet and place a nearby chair under the handle. Let us out, you assholes! Mrs. Halverson and the stage manager arrive, yelling, Places, everyone! Up and down the hall, then come to our friends. Have any of you seen Josh and Veronica? Why, no. We have no idea. <laughs> Oof, duh. It's almost time for the curtain to go up. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, Mrs. H! You know all of Veronica's lines, and you, stage manager whose name escapes me, know all of Josh's, since you were the understudy in some bizarre twist of fate. You guys should go on. Yes, that's a perfect idea. And that means, Allison, you get to be the director. Ooh, and Mr. Halverson can be the new stage manager. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but okay. I've been in the wings too long, but that's all in the past now. I'll be standing center stage. I've come home at last. All right, all you people out there in the dark, I'm ready for my close-up. Okay, uh, both of you Normas need to get dressed. (laughs) Mrs. Halverson and the stage manager quickly leave for their dressing rooms. Wow, this has been an eventful few weeks. I'll say. Next time we think we've found someone, let's make sure the rest of Apartment 9 isn't sleeping with them too. Although, an orgy could be fun. (laughs) 
voicing our regular cast, Max Ice as Bradley, Jeffrey Freitner as Cameron, Chase Grant as Dylan, Shannon Hall as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Ian Shaw, as your narrator. Guest starring today, Dan Felton as Josh, Marie Shadows as Veronica, and Max Ice as the stage manager. Today's episode was written and directed by R.L. Terry. For the Crowd was created by R.L. Terry and is produced by Danielle Meskel. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. For the Crowd is recorded virtually in front of a live audience. To attend a recording, please email forzacrowdpod at gmail.com. Interact with us on social media at forzacrowdpod. See you next time at Apartment 9. <laughs>